Hi, my name is Bridget, and I've never seen Naked Gun. The Naked Gun? I had the same problem with the Santa Claus. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine Owl Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. <laughs> All right, I'm Johnny. She's Bridget, and she's never yeah. seen Naked Gun. I've never seen our yeah. Naked Gun, the Naked Gun. Yeah. So the the official Naked title. Gun. So as we get into it, welcome everybody. Um, <laughs> sorry that all threw me off a second. Um, uh, but welcome everybody to this episode of Fine. I'll watch it. As you heard up top, Bridget has never seen, and I will give you the full title here, Bridget, because it is a long one. It is the Naked Gun: colon, From the Files of Police Squad. So that is the full title. Uh, this is a, a comedy film uh, that is quite possibly, you know, one of the, you know, the high watermarks in terms of, uh, I guess, slapstick comedy. I don't think that's too much giving away too much to say that. Um, but Bridget, welcome. Thank you. Uh, now, you, as you've said up top, are the person who has not seen this week's film, um, so we obviously want to get some some insight into why that may have been. Um, so why don't you tell us kind of what you know about The Naked Gun and, and why you haven't seen it th- thus far. Sure. So it's a movie that, like, I have absorbed elements of mm-hmm. through osmosis. Like, I know Leslie Nielsen is in it. Um, I've at least seen a clip with you, Adam, at some trivia night where we had to do, like, watch a scene and then try mm-hmm. to, like, count how many people were wearing earrings or, or something silly. <laughs> um, as trivia nights go, you know. As, you know, typical. Um, I, but I, like, was, because I knew we were doing this, I was thinking, I'm like, what are my sort of cultural impressions of this movie? I know that, like, Leslie Nielsen is, like, a, a police officer or a detective in some way and I'm like I don't really know anything else about it and then I did I was like oh wait and there is something I know about it and I don't know if he's in this movie or maybe he comes in later but I believe that OJ Simpson does feature at some point in the film series yeah uh that is this movie Um, okay all right yeah Yeah, no OJ Simpson is is in this movie he is a a prominent character, as you as you indicated, so that is correct. Leslie Nielsen also is a detective, um, so that that much you know is true. So I mean, that's not really a lot to go on, um, mm-hmm. other than the fact that you know it's a comedy, as most Leslie Nielsen movies are. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, not... it's, I didn't think Leslie Nielsen was doing like an Oscar dramatic turn. Like this was his his Oscar bait film. I don't know about you uh, guys though. I feel like I would like to see that if that doesn't exist. I would... Well, if you if you stick around till the third one, which is thirty three and a third, they definitely delve a little bit into Oscar territory. <laughs> Obviously, completely farce, but it's every bit in line of what you're talking about. Yeah, but I want to like I want to see him do like a take it seriously. Like I know nobody else probably wants that because he does these kinds of things so well. Uh, but nevertheless, I do want to see like a I, like a full on Daniel Day Lewis style like right. <laughs> Well, listen, I, I, I could Wait. be wrong. I haven't done enough uh, digging into this, but I mean, I don't think he started off as a comedic actor. I'm pretty sure he did do the dramatics for a while and then sort of fell into this. And that was people just figured that was like his niche because he just nailed it. I think you're right, um, but I haven't seen any of those. Uh, I mean, I, everything that he's known for, obviously, is the slapstick, you know, far, airplanes yeah. of the world, these kinds of things. Um but I do believe that's right. I, I know that there were a couple people like that where people our age know them as, you know, oh, my God, these amazing, you know, comedy legends. Uh, but back in the day, they would have been, you know, serious, serious actors and right. serious, um, you know, drama actors. Yeah, I'm kind of just quickly just reading right now. Uh, debuted in the film, uh, filming 1956, did a lot of supporting roles in uh, several dramas, westerns, romance mm-hmm. films. So. I, I, I'm correct in sort of that line of that he was not really doing some of the, uh, maybe the, the comedies of, of the, 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 that time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, our, our generation, he, we know for him just being in all the, uh, 
all these slapstick movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a a Schwarzenegger kind of turn where obviously he's known for the big heavy action stuff. And then he had that stretch in the 90s where he was, you know, family dad in goofy roles and, you know, comedy last action hero type stuff. Um, So, yeah. But and also, too, I think that speaks to a lot of the older movies that were comedies were thought of as lesser than the the dramas like Hollywood was mostly the romance, the the drama, the, you know, the suspense, those kinds of things. And comedy wasn't really taken seriously when he would have been getting started. That would have been probably more of a TV thing or a, you know, something that would be like, oh, that's cute. They made that movie, but it's not, it's not like comedies right, now where they right. can be, you know, $300 million first weekend grossing projects. So. Yeah. And you know what? I think like with this movie and a lot of the other movies that sort of came after the scary movies and the hot shots and all the mm-hmm. other ones, um, that their DNA very much is in line with that old school sort of Three Stooges movie is psych egg after psych egg after psych egg. And there's a ton of great dialogue in this, too. And I can't wait for Bridget's uh, reaction to this because it's really you, you have to watch this movie at least three times to catch like every single joke in this movie because you're going guaranteed going to be laughing over. It's just a full on assault. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, to the point where I, I would hesitate to, because to, like normally, you know, peek behind the curtain, at least I do take notes during these movies. Yeah. Um, yep. But I feel like this one, while I, I think taking notes would be good for you to kind of make sure all your thoughts are there for the post discussion, um, make sure that you're also like keeping an eye on the TV and maybe scribbling, you know, with the other hand, yeah. just because like there's going to be something that seems like it's that downbeat that we've kind of talked about in, in movies a lot of times, especially the good comedy ones where some of the funnier things are happening when you're not necessarily supposed to be paying attention. Uh, and, you know, if you've right. seen any of these, uh, those other types of movies like the airplanes or the scary movies, then you'll understand like kind of the tone and the vibe that it's going for. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, but they fill the frame, like, even though there might be more of like a serious dialogue in, in the, in the foreground, you're like, this is not really yeah. funny. Your eyes are supposed to be watching like the idiot falling off a ladder in the background or something like that where yeah. it's just it, they bounce back and forth before ground background of where you're supposed to be laughing at. And sometimes it's like the whole thing at once. Uh, so what about you, Johnny? What's your kind of history with this movie? Uh, I, it, it's it's not one that I spin regularly. Uh, I mean, for me, it was I think I watched it. Uh, I think my parents had all three of them at some point and mm-hmm. uh, watched them all. For me, I all their storylines blend together. I do have. Uh, I, like I said, I do remember some sort of Oscar or Academy Award stunt in the third one, but uh, beyond that, it's it's just one of those movies where it just it's not like something like a uh, something about Mary where you think about like the one scene or like 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 this one big psychag. It just it just they th- I know we talked about before about movies that throwing shit at the wall like seeing what sticks. This is like the ultimate like throwing shit at the wall type of movie. It just they throw every single thing at you, and honestly, most of it works. It's it's not one of those things where they hope one out of three works. It's like two out like three out of four work. Um, so for me, I I really enjoy this type of uh, humor. I love I love airplane. I love the naked guns. I like the hot shots, which are kind of like takes on Top Gun with Charlie Sheen, and there's a second one where he it's like a spoof off a of Rambo, which is really good. Um, and then I enjoyed some of the scary movies cause they share the same sort of, uh, DNA, if you will, mm-hmm. with these movies. Um, but I think, and I know a lot of the people that were involved in these, like David Zucker and some other ones, they were involved in later, uh, scary movies or whatever. But I think it, it's, it's a genre like, o- like overstated as welcome. I think eventually there was another movie that came out where it was like, like date movie, then epic mm-hmm. movie, then just it just got way too much um so i i didn't see any of those but i remember like all the naked guns being like mostly good and this one being i think the best out of all of them i think probably the high water or the the ending point of when this kind of genre uh you know ended was probably the second scary movie because then everything after that kind of goes downhill and not to cloud the interpretation potential of this of the naked gun but the same director who did this also did the 
you know, scary movies, three, four or five, you know, 18, whatever, however many they get up to. <laughs> but I think at that point, the genre had kind of jumped the shark a little bit with the epic movies, date movies, not another teen movie, though that movie is good. I do enjoy that one. I do like that one. Yeah. Yeah. But like superhero movie, all those other ones that came out, like where they just was year after year churning out mm-hmm. these like it's a different genre, but let's do the same slapstick. And that kind yeah. of just just drove the genre into the ground and uh, to the point where I don't, I don't know that I'd ever want to see another type like this unless they really reinvent the wheel in some, um, you know, spectacular way. But having said that these older ones before it kind of got stale and before it kind of overstayed its welcome, I think are really good. Uh, I'm with you, Johnny, though. I don't really remember the differences between them. I, uh, I think that, to me, it's like one big long movie. Like I get, <laughs> I, I listen and I know it for all three of them and Bridget you'll have to like look out for them and I know mm-hmm. it's it's of its time but there's a lot of cameos like in all of them just like mm-hmm. it's the same thing with these like the later on these epic movies date movies or whatever you have like these sort of people pop in and out these sort of people that people recognize um, but I know OJ is a big name in this but he's actually he has like a big role and he's had a cameo but I mean I'm just looking at the cast list now like refresh my memory a little bit um and I'm seeing names on here that I think you'll you'll have a, a have a hoot when they show up. All right. Yeah, there's one scene in particular in this movie that I always will like jump out to me because it it is a cameo from someone that I really enjoy, uh, and so you'll you'll know it when you see it, Bridget, and we'll discuss okay. it after. But it's one of those things where like I've seen that clip in montages of cameos by this person, uh, so like routinely. Uh, every year or other year or so so like there's one scene that like when it's coming i'm gonna be like kind of giddy in my seat for it and be like, yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. here's my guy i love this uh, so uh so i'm very excited for for that to happen but yeah i mean the the plot's more or less kind of blurred together for me um to the point where like i'm not even sure if my in my own mind if i've seen the other ones like all the way through start to finish because if i have it's been years um, but I think this one is probably the uh, the standout of the bunch. So uh, I too am excited to see to see what you what you think of it. Do you have any kind of what is what is your uh, affinity or recollection of other movies of this kind of genre, like the airplanes, the ones that Johnny mentioned, Hot Shots, things like that? Um, yeah, I have never seen Hot Shots. Um, like airplane, I've seen, but I didn't see it until I was an adult. Um, like, the scary movies, actually, so Scary Movie 3, like, my mother one time, like, took me and my brother out of school. Like, it was just, like, a random day. She's like, you know what? We're we're taking the day off. We're gonna go see a movie. You guys have wanted to go see this. I normally don't let you see movies like this, but we're gonna go. And it was so bad, she's like, we're fucking leaving. And we walked out of Scary <laughs> Movie 3 um that's that's great my 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 sort of like experience i guess of the genre like i'm trying to think yeah um it's not one that like we would go to although i feel like uh this is a movie that was on tv a lot and i don't know like somehow Mm -hmm. like i missed it like i was thinking about it like when it first came up when we were discussing it i was like oh yeah i've seen it and then I had to think about it. I'm like, you haven't. You've seen that. You've seen the trivia clip with Adam at City Scene, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> like that's, that's all you've seen of this movie. Um, so I am excited to kind of see how much of it sort of matches what my expectations. Not like I have expectations, like oh, I think I'm gonna feel, but just sort of how it compares to the movie that I've created in my mind that I like have planted the memory of versus mm-hmm. a right. like what the reality is. Now, Bridget, this, I, if I can think correctly out of all the podcasts we've done, this is like the first like outright comedy. I think we're doing, we've done a lot of dramedies, actions, things that have had sort of comedy in their veins a little bit, but this is like the full on first funny movie that we're watching. What are like what do you like comedies in general? Do you have some like really favorite comedies that can I mean I do I was getting an idea. It's, yeah, I mean like I was thinking about it like as you guys were sort of talking about like, you know, like now like, you know, comedies can like be these three hundred million dollar things, but I'm like trying to think about I'm like, what was the last big comedy that came out, like realistically? 
Like, it's not a genre I actually seek out all that often, but I enjoy it, you know. I guess, like, I was more of, like, when I was younger, I was, like, a big stand-up kid. Like, my favorite comedies. Like, I like a lot of, like, old, like, slapstick comedy, like, Bring Up Baby, Philadelphia Story, which is sort of, like, on the edge, you know. When Harry Met Sally. um, Right. That sort of thing. Like, I like, I'm definitely, I'm not, I don't go to slapstick immediately. Like, that's not my first go-to. Um, I think the sort of movies that I would say, like, I appreciate the most that are closest to this sort of genre, like, at least from what you guys are giving me, are sort of, like, your Mel Brooks, like, classic, like, right. Young Frankenstein, Spaceballs, I loved as a kid. Blazing um, Saddles. Blazing those, Saddles. Yeah. Incredible. You know? <laughs> That right. is the, probably, if I had to be like, okay, what do you think is like the best comedy movie of all time? Blazing Saddles. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, that's an interesting thought about big budget comedies because they really don't do that anymore. And if I had to really think about it, it would be like The Hangovers or The, uh, right? uh, the Fairly Brothers had a big stint in, uh, the 90s and early 2000s of making mm-hmm. big budget movies with Ben Stiller and Jim Carrey. Yeah, I mean, uh, but even the, like the, the Apatow universe still exists. To oh, yeah, oh, true. Yeah, you're right. I guess Apatow. Yeah, but those uh, do lean more into that drama aspect mm-hmm. of it too. The right. way that like, and I'm not comparing them necessarily what apples to apples, but like the way a Harry Met Sally is both funny but also has that heart and the, yeah. like the drama type aspects to it. Uh, I think that's where you know, comedy, the comedies that do the best, like, yeah, the hangovers are pretty outrageous and pretty over the top. Uh, but those are very few and far between in terms of how many of those come out in a given decade. I mean, granted, there was three of those and that was overkill. But I mean, for the other comedy movies, it's either a much smaller scale, constantly like jokes, but also have like they have that heart and they have that kind of un- they have those subplots and undertones to them the way that uh, this will not. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, you know, in some ways, like part of like, like streaming has changed the landscape of entertainment so much that like, when I think of like, okay, what are like the great comedies that have kind of like the funny shows that have come out or like the funny content that has come out. And like, for the most part, they're like shows Mm -hmm. or they like caught on like after it. And that, that's more so if I'm like thinking sort of modern stuff, like that's where I will go to kind of like mine that vein, if you will. Yeah, Netflix has all their stand-up uh, specials now, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, no, it's a completely different landscape as it, if it, you know, in the past where we had like the the Right Mans and the Caddyshacks and the Ghostbusters and Mel Brooks yeah. and all that stuff, and 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 if if you really had to ask me, that's like my favorite like type of comedy. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have I have a heart for the Fairly Brothers stuff. I like the Dumb and Dumbers. I think something about Mary is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, uh, but. Uh, yeah, you're right. It definitely is a different landscape now, and I can't really think of a lot of things overtly over the last few years that I thought were touched like the greatness of those movies. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe again, like maybe at, like where you're saying, maybe they're trying a little hard to have too much heart or something and kind of wrap it into a drama a little more, make it more grounded, if you will. But um, something like like this is like it's not even grounded. It's like in the clouds. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. <laughs> well, I feel like the if you like a like the sort of like gag 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 in some ways like it's no longer like one clean narrative. It's like oh well, I'm gonna scroll on TikTok and mm-hmm. like find right or like flip, or like flipping like, through a Farsight calendar and ripping off each day to see what's the funniest <laughs> one. I think <laughs> I maybe da- I think I maybe dated myself right there, but no, um, not at all. Oh. Yeah, you just you guys just split different decades with or just TikTok <laughs> reference in your Farsight comics. Those are very different. Those are very different demographics. Right. Uh, both yeah. have their their pros and their cons. I'm sure. Um, I probably tend to go with Johnny and lead more towards the far side of things. Uh, but I've laughed at a TikTok or two in my day. <laughs> yeah. I love them both. Yeah, bring yeah, no, them all they're, on. They're great. And honestly, that's this. Honestly, that's probably where the funniest content that I see is the self-produced like real life stuff that happens on Reddit and TikTok and yeah, it's the, memes. The, the memes. That's where I find yeah. it. It's, it's, it's super digestible and you can walk away from it real quickly. I don't have to sit down mm-hmm. for 90 minutes and hopefully it's going to be funny. You know what I mean? At least mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. But I mean, that's just a different. <laughs> well, no, different and I think stuff. that's, 
Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the way that we consume media has obviously changed a, a great deal. Um, so it's good to kind of put the past and what we're about to watch into context about how we consume, especially comedy stuff now, uh, mm-hmm. because like there's no real place to go to get scripted drama action type stuff outside of like books, comics, you know, TV um, and, and movies like, the way that you can like. I can laugh at anything if someone puts something funny in front of my face. It doesn't matter if it's a picture, a six second, you know, vine from back in the day or a, you know, a 12 to 15 second TikTok or whatever it ends up being like that stuff can be funny, but very rarely do you get like a full, like, you know, intense it's, it's why Quibi didn't work. <laughs> Cause like, you <laughs> know, yeah, it's why that didn't necessarily work for like the other content. Cause like no one wants to watch a drama in 10 minute chunks. Like you just, mm-hmm. I mean, some people might, and the content might actually be good overall, but like most people don't want to watch that type of content in 10 minute chunks with, with comedy though, if you give me something that's a 10 minute chunk and I laugh three or four times, like you've hit a good quota there. I'm having a a hearty laugh every three minutes. That's, I'll take that. That's a good deal. Uh, But you don't really, you know, it's hard to sustain that momentum throughout 90 minutes to two hours. And I think that's probably why the comedy movie landscape has changed because if you want to do something like this movie, it's a lot harder to do now because it's done like these have done all the things it's very much kind. I mean, I hate to harken back to, to last week's episode with the Jason X to alien comparison, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's still very r- ridiculous right. to me. Um, yeah. But like, you know, Alien did something that it was a prototype for that lots of other people have tried to replicate and they've all done a decent job of it, not necessarily eclipsing it. That'll depend on your your particular opinions. But I feel like movies like this, there's a lot less examples of them. And the longer mm-hmm. you go away from this era of them, the airplane era, you know, the early 80s when these were at their original height and you get towards those you know, late nineties into early two thousands versions of this. And they're not even the same. They don't land the same. It's hard to do the same kinds of things. Um, And I think we've also just gotten away from like what people think is funny to where the people making content now didn't necessarily, like they might have grown up on these things, but that might even just be a generation removed from growing up on these kinds of movies. Uh, So I think they don't have that. I think comedy, yeah, I think comedy just got super plot heavy. If I have to, they just become too uh, focused on making a really good plot, really good story, instead of just making you laugh, which I think a lot of people just want to go to do to laugh. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there's a little bit of a, a plot or a through line or whatever that brings you all the way to the end of the movie. But and not to uh, dog on this movie or this sort of like genre slapstick, but it's almost in the vein of watching like half an hour compilation of a bunch of different videos that are all funny or mostly funny and you watch them because you know that you're probably going to laugh at one of the one or maybe the next one and you don't really care too much because there's not really a plot to any of it you know what you signed up for so with this it's they this movie's very unapologetic they don't care about the plot or anything there is a plot but it's a movie that just like i said it, it throws a lot at the wall it's a it's it's, it's a beat for beat minute for minute like second for second laugh and uh again like i said if you don't laugh at one thing you're going to be laughing at the other and it's the absolute intention of this movie and it, and it, like me and adam said like we don't really remember the plot of the movie and i think <laughs> that's the benefit of this series of movies because they don't that's not the intention of it yeah i think if you if you were to read the synopsis like the imdb synopsis that's the in the extent of the, the plot that you get is just the <laughs> you know such and such is like leslie nielsen is this character who does this thing and like that is that's pretty much all you need and that's pretty much all you're gonna get right um, but so the goal is hopefully for you bridget to at least find enough things funny to where you're not bored 20 to 30 minutes in being like okay i don't it's this isn't for me this isn't my type of humor which is yeah totally a realistic expectation to, to have for this yeah. <laughs> i right. think you'll enjoy it i will say I, I do think you will enjoy it i think okay. you will have fun with it um but i would not be the least bit surprised if you were just like that was so stupid i can't like i just can't <laughs> so I dumb will, I, I, can't I will even. try to like keep my my inner mother the woman i'm turning into <laughs> slowly but surely every day to keep keep her at bay 
And okay. I think w- one thing to look at with this movie too is that the, the timing of it, the comedic timing of it, is impeccable throughout. At least what I remember, and that's what the series is known for, is that it's just the editing and the the the, the back and forth and how dry everyone delivers. It's just it's that's what makes it so funny because it's for all intents and purposes the dialogue if you were to just read it like plainly without all the gags and everything it's probably like a pretty serious like drama like a police drama but like the fact that the way they deliver it and what's happening on screen it becomes this total farce that's what makes it so funny but again that haven't seen in a while but from what i remember that's what made the movie so funny to me but we'll have to see what you think yeah, I'm I, I'm also a little bit worried because I haven't seen it in a while either. And I think the last time I probably watched it, I would have been in my teens, if I had to guess. And so, not to say that my humor has changed and I've matured and I'm an adult now, because I still find the same amount of dumb shit funny. Uh, but I am a little worried that my taste may have changed just enough to where I don't want to put up with it. But I don't think I don't think that'll be the case. But that is that tiny little worry that I have in the back of my head. Yeah, I think it's I think it's clean enough. It's not like immature with a lot of like the poop jokes or anything like that you would see these days. You know what I mean? It's very much it's very visual, very funny in a very sort of genial, uh, clean way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like I like I would show my grandmother this. You know what I mean? It's, that's the type of movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think there's anything overtly like I would like shield my grother, my grandmother's eyes from like seeing what's happening next, or what's happening on screen. But um, I will yeah, make I, sure yeah. to revisit that comment in the after part, just yeah, in case won't. there is a scene where you're like, oh my god, I would never show that to my grandma. What was I thinking? I, I have been wrong. I have been wrong in the past. Remember, I just the Santa Claus episode. I don't want to. I've yeah, been wrong exactly. before. So, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I hope I hope we all enjoy it. But I, I, again, like I haven't watched it in years, but. I think I'll jump on its wavelength pretty quickly and enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bridget, anything else that you want to ask of us or anything else you need to or want to know going in? No, I'm feeling like a lot of food for thought, a lot of good things to be thinking about, like take notes, like (laughs) very scribbly, but I'm excited. Cool. All right, then. Well, let us uh, take us home then. Fine. I'll watch it. All right, we are back. We have all concluded our viewing of the Naked Gun. Uh, for some reason, I want to keep saying Lethal Weapon, even though I know that's not right. <laughs> uh, it's just for, that's in my head for some reason. Uh, but yeah, we have finished watching uh, The Naked Gun from the files of Police Squad. Bridget, this was your first viewing. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, you know. Uh-huh. The the beginning, I w- it was a little rough. I won't lie. <laughs> like, oh, it oh comes no. on strong. It comes on very strong. But once we got into the opening credits, I was like, I'm all in. Okay, I'm all in <laughs> on this movie. Like, like that. I was I was sold. And then like it sort of it got me. I we, we sort of talked about this before with like Princess Bride. Like, uh, then I was like, I'm on this movie's wavelength now. Yeah. I understand what this movie is about, and now I can enjoy it. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Adam and I were talking about this off recording as well. I just really want to be at a baseball game right now and have a hot dog. Is my other <laughs> big takeaway. <laughs> yeah, it's it, 2020 was the year without a baseball game and the year without a baseball game hot dog. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you uh, that you got on that wavelength immediately because, yeah, it it comes on very strong and very different than maybe what you were expecting. But like the second that Leslie Nielsen reveals himself, that's when it's like, all right, you either get what you're in for now, mm-hmm. or it's going to be a long ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, apparently I have never seen this movie either because I thought it was appropriate for my grandmother. I mean. I- <laughs> Like I, I, know. I, 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 I must have forgot a lot of like the the sexual innuendo. Well, not really innuendo. It's like really like straight up overtly a sexual imagery in this movie. But, um, but uh, that aside, I will I will defend myself in saying that it is a fairly harmless movie. It's it's a very harmless movie. It's not a mean spirited movie, which I think is to yeah. it. It's definitely That's... not for grandmothers though. <laughs> not, not for grandmothers, and I and I'm trying to think of what exactly happened. Honestly, it was probably around the time he started taking a piss, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. 
like not, not not that I don't know about this. I know what I'm getting into, but I realize that I'm like probably at this point I'd be like I don't know if Graham is on board with this, <laughs> and you know obviously the extra large Trojan condoms and uh, the uh, the Greek statues outside of the building, which was like a like a highlight for me because I, com- I for some reason I completely forgot about those parts of the movie. I wonder, like, because what is this movie rated? Is it R? I don't know, actually. Hold on, I got it right here. Uh, it is rated PG-13. Okay. Wow. I would assume because the uh, any of the boobs you see are either, like, side or behind or in, like, in clothing still. Um, and even the, the phallic objects on the statues, as Johnny alluded to, aren't <laughs> real. So yeah. I think that, that you get away with it for that yeah. reason. But it's definitely towing a line. Yeah. It's definitely towing a line. But I think you hit on it, Johnny, of like it is not a mean spirited movie for the most part. Like it is just not take no prisoners, but like everybody is open to being lampooned, you know, like Right. Um, yeah. It's it's about as harmless as like a clown making like a like a balloon animal and then popping in front of a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's kinda yeah. It's it's like it's 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 almost like there as far as being mean, but it's it's really not. I mean, because it's just by the time you even begin to sort of like read into any sort of joke, there's just something that just happens next that just blood that blindsides you because you obviously expect it at that point, but um, that just moves you along like Frank's yeah. like Frank's driving for the most part. Like <laughs> like it, there would be like one joke it would be like really funny or not, and then all of a sudden like he'd cr- like this, it would just segue into a scene where he crashes into something again i'm like all right i love this yeah i like the recurring theme of him parking yeah. the, the car <laughs> yeah just knocking people oh like over. right in the beginning where he hitches the uh the luggage carrier out into the uh the streets yeah or when he uh when he knocks the guy off the pier into the water or yeah. the scaffolding that they're all like with the construction <laughs> workers oh my god yeah I mean, they set you up for it right at the very beginning where they're doing like the traditional like police procedural like opening from the, you know, from the 70s. And then the car just continues on through living rooms and locker rooms and right, right. like office buildings and <laughs> elevators. It's so yeah. good. Roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess, Bridget, just right off the bat, what were uh, some of your, your uh, good memories of the movie, things that you liked? Um, I think the highlight for me the the sort of the bit i enjoyed the most was the car chase bit because one i just i love car chases i love car races like that's a thing i i love in movies whether they're done like very seriously or they're done ironically and this like just really the teen driving bit right is that you're talking about yeah yeah tickled me like (laughs) because they like I think another movie might like, like a a kind of like more modern like hangover movie that like it's a little bit slightly more grounded in sort of realism. Like Leslie Nielsen would have probably gotten out of the car and then like gotten into another car, but like the commitment to the bit mm-hmm. and the commitment right. to just the driver like talking her through. And then like almost like what was her name? I wrote Steph- it down. Stephanie. I wrote Stephanie, it down too. That's right. <laughs> um, like Stephanie, like cut, like in that like ninety second bit, she comes into her own. She, she has her own hero arc, like of like all of a sudden she's doing sixty five down like a one way, the wrong way, and she flips the trucker the bird. Like that was just delightful. She's like me. rolling up the window while he's firing the bullets. I love glass all throughout the hair oh i love i love the glass all throughout her hair that was so good yeah no my favorite part of that was the uh the driving instructor definitely going okay now extend your arm out the window Mm -hmm. raise your fist and then raise your middle finger (laughs) yeah oh that was too good that was really funny yeah that that was a that was a high point for me that's that's the the one that like sticks with me the most i guess um just like the one thing that like sort of came to mind as I was watching it, I was like, oh, so this is this is Austin Powers before Austin Powers to mm-hmm. get, have my own sort of Jason X moment. Like, yeah, right. Like that the extended was, peeing was, scene was straight out of like they ripped that right out of the. Uh, yeah, the like mm-hmm. 
and the, the even like the steamroller kind of thing. I was like, oh, oh okay. Oh, um, with the, where he's killed by the the marching band. Oh, yeah. at the end, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it just sort of gave me. I don't know. It was just interesting. And like the other thought that I sort of came out of, like, I think the predecessor to this movie is like the Looney Tunes mm-hmm. of like this very like slapstick gags after gags after gags and like things that like would be like incredibly violent. And there's like no actual like real world stakes. It's, it's total free shooting territory. Movie. Yeah. 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 Um, but do you know what I mean? Like what I said earlier before we started the movie that it's not like if you just took just the straight dialogue from the movie, like for the most part, like it, it yeah. does it does not read as comedy because it's all in the execution and what's happening like in the frame of the camera opposed yeah. to like, I mean, obviously there's exchanges that are great. Like what he's talking about, like I know a great place that has Viking food, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, they- it, it's. It's 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 a movie that's filled with like these little nuances and pieces of dialogue, and that's why it's so hard to sort of like recollect without like jotting it down like quickly while you're watching it. Because yeah, when you think about it, like the most memorable things are like the big, uh, like uh, stunts or whatever, like the driving bit or when he's he's getting outside of the building when he burns out that dude's office down and he's like molesting all the statues and yeah. he, gra- he grabs that dude's uh, dick outside the, the, the statue's dick. And I, and I gotta say oh right here, God. what, what I, I, I have like a, like a, a small list of things that I like laughed out loud really hard at. There's a great insert shot of the statue and it's smiling when he's holding yeah. on to it. Like, I, lo- <laughs> I love that so much. Because he keeps re-grasping for it. So he's just he's stroking <laughs> it. And then, right. And I think too the uh, the statue's arms are like up above like oh yeah exactly yeah like (laughs) (laughs) oh no that is good and I think that um, like one of the really great parts about the movie just as a whole is that it does a really good job of mixing the sight gags with the like literal wordplay and Mm -hmm. I because like if you lean too heavily in one or the other, it can get bogged down, but I think it's really good that it has that, that nice mix uh, between the two. Uh, so it's stuff like that, like the insert shot, but then it's also, you know, the, like when they're first talking to OJ Simpson in the hospital and it's like the, I love you. And he's like, wow. no, yeah, yes. Yeah. Then we'll go. Yes. We'll take a vacation on a boat. Absolutely. A boat. Yes. And just like yeah. stuff like that. Really yeah. It. Even when he's, uh, when he's uh, bartering with the uh, Harbor master, when he's like, he's like, spot me a 20. And he's like, that whole exchange is so good. Yes. Um, I did actually, I just looked back down at my notes. My other favorite gag, which is very quick is when, um, Ricardo Montalban is like pulling Priscilla Presley like up the stairs and she's like, no, and it cuts away from her and then it cuts back and she's just mannequin. <laughs> There's so many mannequin cuts in this. It's so good. Yeah. Like when he, uh, are, are you talking about when he's carrying her up in the stadium? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're just violently like... beating her again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think too, like even just, they definitely got their, their, money's worth out of the budget there because i think right after that when when oj goes back over the railing it's another dummy uh of him flipping and somersaulting i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he's in the second one i could be wrong though naked gun naked gun two and a half the smell of fear (laughs) you know it's funny i i recollect him being more in the movie but now that i obviously think about it just the fact that he was injured the entire movie but um Mm -hmm. he does if you can, pl- I know it's so hard to sort of put aside like the whole background with him and everything. But I mean, if you think about it in the context of this not happening while that is happening, like he he turned in like a pretty good comedic role. I, I without like yeah <laughs> giving him too much credit, like he kind of killed it for like the scenes that he was in, especially in the beginning when he's falling into wedding cakes and the the the, the, the furnace and all that shit in the beginning. Yeah, I like the um. You definitely get a sense of like, oh, wow, I can understand why you were this charismatic figure and why everything that occurred um, with the murder trial was so contentious. Like, you clearly, like, he he does have star power and that's very evident, like, in the scene as he's spinning and bumping (laughs) his head and, you know, like, there's something there. What did you think Um, about the the Weird Al bit? I, I, like, I mean, it was, so it, was fleeting. it was it was small, Adam, but it happened. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was referring to at the beginning. That's yep. my guy. They're not here for you. They're here for weird. 
<laughs> or yeah, or the, the woman's walking up with like a bouquet of roses, and he goes, "I, I, I don't need the roses." Yeah, no fl- flowers. <laughs> uh, no, and I love the the setup to to the bit is the fact that he gives this like impassioned cop speech about how like he's not doing it for them, he's doing it for you know all the you know to make sure everybody's safe, and like he gives the whole you know monologue, and I'm like Frank, he's not he's not here for you. Weird Al's on the plane. It's it's just like. <laughs> At no time would there ever be a mob like that at an airport for Weird Al, let alone like the height of his popularity in, you know, 1984 or whatever this is. Yeah, he would never have that reception. No. I mean, I'd be there. I'd be in the mob. Absolutely. No, I know you would. But, <laughs> but I, I know it would be a very small contingent either way. Well, uh, Bridget, what did, and I, and I, I forgot that this uh, movie had this aspect of it, but what did you think about the sort of the noir aspect of it, of sort of like the narration and, you know, oh, him that... coming up to the apartment after a long day, and oh, it was just totally, God. it was perfect. I, I love I, that. I, I love that, too. Like, even just this, like, as soon, like the, the sort of establishing shot, like, when he and the his partner, whoever, are, like, driving of, like, the shots of Los Angeles, I was like, oh, I love right, this. Right. Like, it's so like um, Chinatown or yeah, a yeah. number of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and because those, it's a perfect genre to do a spoof like this of because it is noir is so serious and dark. That it's so hammed up, yeah, start yeah. Poke, poking holes in it, it like it just it heightens the comedy. So yeah, loved it. And I, I, and, and I'm, I'm. Adam, I'm not sure if you watch The Sopranos or not, but I was completely surprised to see that uh, Olivia Soprano was in this. Did Bridget, you watch yeah. Sopranos? Yeah. Oh you know, yeah, I like that. That's my, one of my notes. I was, I was like, Johnny will probably bring this up. That's but, the, that's the, yeah. police, the police chief, Adam. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I think. I didn't, I didn't recognize it, recognize her because that's um, the the mom, right? The um, yeah, I Tony, Tony, Tony's Tony mom. Soprano. Yeah. Yeah. I was like blanking on. Tony Soprano for some reason. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like now that you say it, I I can picture it, um, but I didn't I didn't make that connection at first at all. I love um, it, and I loved all the Queen stuff, like the the Queen sliding on the table. I love the Queen's first pitch, where I just like <laughs> boop, like the little cool curly cue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite part, I think, was the uh, just the whole love montage, where like it's all just one day, but they do fifty five different things, and I think the one I laughed the hardest about. Uh, besides the condom and, and being like, all right, Johnny, really? Your grandmother, you'd sit there. <laughs> <laughs> was the part where they walk out of the movie theater, like arm in arm, and they're like laugh crying, and like they're having just the best time, and then it just pans up, and you just see they went you to see Platoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh my guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of their stuff. When she, uh, when she like cuts off her dress or whatever, when they, right before they start making love, and he like just pulls like a little cuffling and his whole thing. The whole tuxedo just rips right off. Yeah. Right. After, well, he, he did that because he had just said, let me go slip into something, slip into more, something comfortable. more comfortable. Yeah. Puts on a different suit. Just the tie, you know, very comfortable. <laughs> Jumping off the love scene. I was so surprised by Priscilla Presley. Because, like, as I was, like, pulling up the Netflix thing, I think I saw, like, she was listed. And I just assumed she would be, like, a cameo appearance. But she has this very critical role throughout the movie. And I just was surprised by how game she seemed the whole time. Like, you don't get a sense of, like, like, I was married to Elvis, and you fuckers want me to suck on Leslie Nielsen's finger? Like, she's just so, <laughs> like, it's, like, I'm here. He has nine more of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's lucky she only had to do the one. Yeah. I mean, when she... <laughs> When, uh, I mean, her introduction is her, I, I mean, I don't know how much of her was doing the falling, but she is at least like standing up and like walking with a little bit of a limp, like with her hair mm-hmm. all disheveled. So, I mean, right from the get go is, you know, her first moments on screen, other than that iconic kind of noir shot of the woman at the top of the stairs who yeah, does the, the elegant. Fatale, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and the quick transition from, from one to the other is, is pretty funny and it shows that she's gained from the, you know, from the jump. Right, right. Yeah, that whole that whole scene there where he's just uh just somehow fucking up his fish and the pen and uh and then obviously later on he destroys the entire room, but um yeah. <laughs> Oh, see I love when he's kinda he's like catching the vases for a while, but then he sees like the curtains are going up or something and he just pulls the whole thing <laughs> out as he's getting up. Right, right. 
destroys it. Yeah, no, him rolling around and catching like one at a time and then being like prepared for it and doing the juggle. Only to be offset. Yeah, the movie is is I I really obviously really enjoy it, but um I for me at least it loses a little bit of steam in the baseball act, even though there's a lot of like stuff good, good stuff peppered yeah. in there, where he's just like the whole umpire bit just goes a little too long for me. Mm-hmm. I think just like bringing out the vacuum and feeling up every baseball player to see who has the weapon and everything. Obviously, it's 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 very funny for a while, but it it could have been shortened by. I mean, even by comedy standards, it could have been shortened by 30 seconds. But um, that's only kind of where I think it like loses a little bit of momentum. But uh, I agree. Yeah, we didn't need the whole length of Randy Newman's "I Love L.A." <laughs> we could have picked a shorter song. Are you Are you sure though? <laughs> it See, was I, a nice touch. I actually really. Bit. I felt like it lost steam, and when I started to get hungry, and I, it, it, as soon as I thought about that, I thought like this is probably like one of like Adam's maybe highlights of the movie is like this act. Yeah, because see, as I mean, I'm a super baseball guy. Like that's my right. number one sport yeah. and everything. So like all the little touches that you mentioned of being a little bit extra are I really enjoyed. Like I really loved when they go down and they do the introduction. It's like all right, I'm so and so, and this is Jim Palmer, and this is Tim McCarver, and this is like Dick Emberg, and this <laughs> is Dr. Joyce Brothers. Like just this se- <laughs> like this seven or eight person booth was just really really funny. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, all the different ways in which he's cleaning off the plate. Like, he's got the vacuum, he's got the dust buster, he's got the broom. Like, right, right. And I love how the vacuum's not doing anything. Like, the dust buster gets nothing it pretty well. The dust buster kills it. Their actual vacuum yeah. does nothing. Yeah, it's just pushing. I just see it pushing dirt around. I loved the like the part where they're getting in the rundown and then the umpires are getting in the rundown and then the umpires are arguing with each other and doing the chest bump. And, like, the whole thing is just ridiculous and then to go see like reggie jackson pull a gun out of the hole where second bases and then so walk this, so this, this is where i wanted to ask you because i'm not completely familiar at least with lineups at least back then that i don't know if you would like recognize cameos professional baseball players that were in the movie were you just reggie you, jackson yeah i think was the only person i don't know if anybody else was an actual player none of those names seem familiar to me but i'm also not a huge diehard Milwaukee Brewers or California Angels fan. Right, right, right. Um, but Re- I mean, Reggie's obviously unmistakable. Funny enough, uh, when I when I lived in California when I was a, a young lad, uh, well, I used to play t-ball out there, and we our team got invited to play like one or two innings actually at the Angels Stadium. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was really good. It's a really cool memory. Now I don't think that was the actual stadium that they did it at. I'm sure it was somehow matted or. I, I, I couldn't really decide. It looked real a lot of times, and then sometimes it looked just completely matted in. But Yeah, I mean, again, it's been a really long time, and I would have only known like clips and things of the California Stadium outside of uh, them also probably filming a lot of Angels in the outfield there. Right, right. Uh, but it does, it does look like that stadium. Like It looks like what I remember from highlights uh, you know, from the 80s. But sure. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say it was. Conv- it was convincing. I wasn't taken out of it by any means. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, if, if it wasn't real, then then yeah, they did a great job. And if it was, then that's just a cool little touch too. But yeah, I love so many parts of that, and right. I do think it, it definitely. I see. I think the part right before that is where it kind of slowed down a little bit. Not in terms of the pacing or anything. Just I felt like there was less like gag, gag, gag. There was a, like a couple of extra beats to set up for that. Um, where you're like, all right, we got to get everybody to the place where we're going to do the big final act. And then that's when it kind of went more gag, gag, gag for me, at least. But I think that's just because I have that connection to the the baseball side of things. Right. And I don't think anything wasn't funny. I just, again, thought that for just for the sake of like the umpire gags that it just went a tick too long. But beyond that, I thought a lot of it was funny. Like like the classic, like the usher, like moving the people out of their seats is like it happens at every game. You know what I mean? It's yes. like sitting and it, and it happens to be like probably the most disgusting patrons that are there. just like smoking and drinking and just, oh, it, it, what was disgusting? All the all the players spitting. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Tobacco was, and the wives. Oh. And the wives. Yeah. Oh, and the wives too. Right. I did really enjoy the uh, the corked bat bit where he's got the corkscrew in oh, the yeah, bat. Yeah. He's pulling yeah. out the like six inch wide cork. <laughs> the Vaseline in the hat and everything was great. Yeah. Um, the part that like 
I think probably starts to drag for you guys, but was definitely the down part was uh, how long it took to do the Enrico Palazzo bit, which was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's funny, but this is, let's, this is yeah. too long. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, we could lose Enrico and it would be fine. But then you lose the bit of like, he's finally going to be applauded and cheered for. And they're like, Enrico. Oh, I love like, that. Like they didn't applaud him that like they recognize him as like any sort of like police detective, but that he was the national anthem singer. Well, it's, it, it's also too, that it just proves that nobody really knows what Enrico Palazzo looks yeah, like. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did enjoy the the callback a little bit later uh, in that in that part where I think they're all fighting or something, and they show or it's right right when right when he's uh, pleading to not get killed that he loves her, and the guy in the stands is like, "Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo." Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the montage, the montage of like the like here's some of the craziest things from this season. It's like oh, the blue- oh, and right, collisions, right. and then there's a car, and then the guy's head flies off. Flies like, off, yeah, that was great, yeah. Yep. I, I love the cut to the announcer, who's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's, his head just got ripped clean off by the baseball. I will say what I do love about this particular slapstick movie is that it's not, uh, it doesn't rely on, referencing to other things a lot like you find and so like so like with like hot shots you know i know i don't know if either one of you have seen that but again it relies very heavily on movies before it i know this sort of relies a little bit on noir dna and sort of like police detective type of stuff but it's not like directly referential like say like a family guy bit where it's like mm-hmm. one after another one after another so i'm glad that there's a lot of uh yeah. it's room and space for them yeah yeah it's prioritizing the like comedy and like like, if I do this right, it can be an allusion to this, but still be accessible even if you haven't seen this or you don't realize right. that the, like, the, I'm alluding to something rather than, like, like, sometimes, like, those sort of really specific, like, referential bits, like, almost seem, like, more, like, congratulate me for knowing this thing. No, yeah, I mean, thing. I mean, someone you would say it's, like, lazy writing, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I I don't mean to steep, the, I I think a lot of stuff in Family Guy is funny. I think the Hot Shots and some of the other movies, slapstick movies that came after the fact that rely heavily on that formula do it, and they do it well. Um, but I like that here, it just, it relies very much on things like, like, when they're walking to the lab, and they walk, two of them walk through the door, and he walks around it, like, I love mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's and the type the guy of stuff. Who's always like out of frame. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot his. I wrote his name down here somewhere, but Al or something. But uh, I always thought eventually we were going to see his face and he was going to be something, someone. But uh, yeah, no, nothing like that. I uh, the the one like psychic thing like that that I really enjoyed. That's just like a good funny, but you don't really need to know like what it's referring to necessarily. Is when they like they get to the pier and they're looking they're like that's where they found him out there, and there's just a chalk outline floating in the water. <laughs> yeah, I I also love at the at the pier too. There's like uh, like a cop telling everyone to disperse and get out of here, and it's two couples just like looking directly at the megaphone. Yeah, along those same lines is the uh, when the firework. Uh, factory like explodes the firework store explodes and he's like nothing to see absolutely nothing to see here everybody go home <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> but i mean there's just so many things where like he's just he's just you know like the the scene where he's walking and it just the, like the, uh, the medium shot of his legs walking down the street and he's like hopscotching and then all of a sudden he's like at yeah. the city limits somewhere but again, all that dialogue is just there's nothing funny about the dialogue particularly, but they're using that sort of like scene and that dialogue to just show something that is funny. You know what I mean? Like the ho- when I saw the hopscotch, I'm like, I guarantee you Bridget like laughed at that shit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is another one that I wish we could have been in the same room together because yeah, we, we probably would have been losing it, but I probably would have missed a lot of stuff too. It is like a a visually rich movie it is and i think it only becomes even more dense as the the movies sort of move along because they get mm-hmm. maybe not desperate but they just they they find ways to sort of insert more and more and more mm-hmm. uh because maybe they did sort of like do screenings for this and they found that there were maybe even like 10 seconds of stretches of time where people weren't laughing and they're like we could put something right there and someone could laugh at so i think if you were to ever visit uh the second one or the third one 
that you would find that they're a lot more dense and whether or not that's a good thing or not is up to you or whatever. But, um, again, for me, it's like, I have such a hard time remembering these movies, obviously because I'm recommending it to my grandmother before I watched it tonight, (laughs) but that, uh, that it is, they are movies that they're very hard to recollect individual scenes because they're so split second and they're so they just, they leave the memory fairly quickly after, you know, like a day, if you will. And that's why, like, the bigger bits, like the car driving and some of the other ones are the ones that I sort of remember. I was also impressed by, like, the stunts. Like, all the explosions and, like, people falling. Like, you can tell, like, all the, the, the construction workers, like, falling off the scaffolding, which is not, like, a high intensity. Like, they're right. not strapped to a car. But just, I was like, this is just fun and impressive and, like, very... Who am I thinking of? Uh, not Charlie Chaplin, but like those sort of stunts. Like yeah, we're just where it's like all it's like all in camera, and it looks like it's 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 convincing. Mm-hmm. Like where he's uh, when Frank like come, I forget at what point he comes into his own apartment and he thinks someone's in there. Like it ends up being Priscilla Presley, but he's doing all the acrobatics all over the place, and you could tell that he's someone's doing a stunt flip over his bed, and then he happens just to be there. But it's like you just buy it, you know what I mean? It yeah. just looks that good. I don't know, Adam. I mean, for you, I mean, I know you haven't seen it in years. Is this is this pretty much on par with what you remember? Is it anything less? Anything more? Uh, yeah. I mean, I as I was watching it, part of me was like, "Did have I seen this all the way through?" <laughs> uh, because I think there's long stretches in the middle where I'm just like, I don't remember it. But obviously, you know, the the beginning is super, you know, ingrained in there with the with the Weird Al stuff, and then the ending, the whole baseball scene, I'm very familiar with uh, as well. So I think it's it's just it was a little bit kind of in the middle where it gets bogged down where I was like, wait, do I actually remember this? Uh, but I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing constantly the whole way right. through. Uh, for, and, and I found myself for like long periods of also like forgetting to take notes because I was just like giggling and laughing and just like, yeah. I was like, oh, I, oh, there's another thing. And I already forgot the last thing and it's fine. I'm just enjoying this. Yeah. I mean, like, and this is probably the first time. podcast where I filled like only like a half page of stuff, to be honest with you. Like, cause yeah. I, I figured I would remember most of it and I didn't want to, I, the fear of missing anything visually is like you're you're at the risk of doing that if you look down for a second yeah what thing i i looked down at one point and then i i like came back to it and was like shoot but i i definitely gag and i don't remember what it is obviously uh but i had to like piece together what the gag was from the context of the conversation <laughs> i was like oh okay i got it I, I remember now cool i forget what it is now uh, but there was right, a couple right. of those where i was just like wait what oh, crap <laughs> <laughs> Bridget, do you have just I don't any memorable like favorite characters in the movie? Um, I mean, I mean, obviously Leslie Nielsen just for me, in my opinion, is is very a commanding comedic presence. I mean, I think his timing and the how dry he is with yeah. all his deliveries is just it carries the movie so well. Um, but I mean, for you, I mean, was it him? Was it someone else? I, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed. Um, I forget the. The other, like, detective guy, he was a highlight as well. Oh, Ed, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, just strong, strong overall, like, um, like. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like, I, and I would love to see the history, and I know we, we talked a little bit about uh, Leslie Nelson not being in comedy so much before this. I know he did Airplane, like, right before this, but beyond that, I'm not sure. But I'd love to know how many people came into this without being comedy before and kind of just like killed it, like right, like for the first go. Yeah, same. I don't know. I just, yeah, it was enjoyable. I had a good feeling though, and this is nothing that the movie did, but like something that always like makes me feel nice that I did note it here is like the old Paramount logo before they like CGI'd it and like zhuzhed it up. Right, where like it's like it's like the blue, mountain. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was like, I'm you get a warm feeling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it just, I was like, yeah, this is, this is comforting. This will be good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think you were not gonna like the movie. I figured I, at some point during the movie, I was like, I maybe Bridges is gonna be just okay on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I'm relieved to hear that that you, uh, you had a good time watching it. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't think it's, a lot of it is just 
stupid and goofy, but it's the sort of thing like you have to be smart to like kind to kindly to do them well. Like it's just like right, to, like be goofy and, and, and funny. And right, and you could you could see how how it had such a history on like cable networks where they this played this one, the second one, the third one, like all day, like on TNT, yeah. like on like a Saturday morning or something, mm-hmm. and it just. You could just watch it. You could jump in at any time, and you wouldn't really know which movie it was. But it just like you kind of just again. I hate to keep falling back on this, but like you would watch it for a little while, whatever you'd watch for like an hour or so, and maybe you only caught like the end of this one and like the Mm -hmm. first half of the second one, and you'd be satisfied because you saw like enough of what was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, too, I think you could also lose a Saturday. You could lose yeah. a Saturday, yeah. Yeah, like if you came in towards quick. the beginning, yeah, you just stick through it the entire way. And you're like, well, I mean, you know, in for the penny, in for the pound, I guess. Yeah. Right, right. But I I do, so I do believe uh, most of the cast comes back for the second one and the third one. Um, I believe the, like, the femme fatale character changes throughout. Um, but Leslie Nielsen is there all throughout. I believe his character is, uh, excuse me, his uh, partner. Ed is there throughout. Um, so OJ's I, there through all three. I, I think OJ's there for all three. Uh, I don't know about three because three came out in 94, and that's where things get a little, a little hairy for him. Uh, uh, he, I mean, he is listed in the credits. Oh, so, he is? Okay, okay. Yeah, I, ju- uh, I did just check that. I think he might, yeah. He, I was, I've been listening to a podcast in which it examines that, like, Right. Yeah. I, crime I, and leading up to it, and, and then afterwards. Yeah, and I think I re- he finishes right before. Right. And I remember the ESPN documentary talking about how he kind of killed it this first time around, and then like when he came on for like the second one, that like he was just like in the most foul mood with like everything that was going on and like all the policing and. Uh, but uh, we won't get too dark. <laughs> yeah. With this uh episode, but um. Yeah, there's definitely it, it. It definitely seems like everyone's like pretty much on board for like it being all the way through like the same people. But yeah, I'm curious. I haven't really checked to see if Netflix has the other ones. Um, I don't think so because when I searched for it, it didn't. I don't think they popped up. Gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, Bridget. What do you think if you uh, casually had some time? Will you think you would check out the other ones? Probably not. But... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. But but. It's definitely a, you know, it's a, it's three commercial breaks at least. Right, right. It's on TNT. Yeah. You know. And yeah. Uh, and Adam, you, I don't know if you told me, but you saw the other ones or no? I think so, but again, I feel like it's that same thing of like, I'm not even sure now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think I, any of us saw this movie before tonight. <laughs> uh, it's it's just like one of those things where I'm like I I feel like I have but I also have seen like so many different things of this ilk where I'm like is that am I remembering this from that movie or a different Leslie Nielsen movie like I honestly can't piece it together anymore because uh, they're these they're very right. similar uh, and I think if I was to watch it in context I'd be like okay yes I, I remember this okay cool yeah this one um, but. You know, I don't, I couldn't, I could not tell you anything about the other yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, so I, maybe I have, but it was, yeah, again, probably I, on TV. I'd be curious to, if I'm remembering correctly, I mean, they do sort of, and this maybe hampers it a little bit for them, but they do rely on some of the things that worked here. So they rely a little bit on Frank's like horrible driving. They rely on some of the other like dummy psych gags. Um, I even think in the third one, he like buries out of jail and he like, ends up at a baseball stadium again so there's a whole thing there again about baseball they do do again they like most series they think about what worked before and they try to implement it again but um again maybe may, for me at least maybe i'll revisit it maybe i'll leave it as a, a memory of it being a good movie um like the santa claus <laughs> um, but, uh, i'll uh I don't know if if it shows up at some point, sometime again. I, I I would check it out, but I it's funny. I I not to completely extend this even more, but I like I think the hot shots are uh, worth a sort of like, especially because uh, uh, what's his face did platoon, and obviously his reference here, yeah. um, Charlie Sheen that he is also like the star in the hot shots, so he kind of just does all of the same sort of like war type of stuff, but on like a completely farce level. So it's interesting from there. 
Yeah, we maybe get to that one as you know. We'll maybe do a companion piece because I think we have Top Gun yeah. on the list for somebody. Yeah, I'll, uh, I, think, so we... I think it would be great to watch Top Gun and then at some point slate this uh, when we've got through a, a lot more better options. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I Bridget, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I don't know. Do you have any uh, concluding comments or thoughts? No. What what a fun time. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Um, and, and like I said before, I'm glad you got on the wavelength immediately, because uh, otherwise this would have been a much different conversation, I think, and probably would have been much more of a chore for you to get yeah. through. It, it could have been too silly, but I think it it uh it it does the job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll do it then for this episode of Fine. I'll watch it. Remember, you can find every episode every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of the Naked Gun movies, uh, specifically the first one. Uh, if you have any affinity for the other two, um, you know, let us know about that as well. Which one's your favorite? Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but Bridget, I want to thank you for joining us to watch this movie as always. Uh, but once again, my name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. Thanks so much for listening.